Hello, welcome back to the Send Network podcast. I'm Izzy Felton and this is a special bonus episode on our time at the Ted Send Show. I was lucky enough to chat to some of the speakers and exhibitors at the show to give you insight into what went on, whether you attended the show or not. Let's see what they had to say. I'm here with Tracy Packiam Alloway. Um, would you like to introduce yourself and who you are? Yes, hi, it's great to be here today. I'm a licensed psychologist and an author and a professor, and I, my research expertise is on memory. And you've just done your first talk of the weekend. Yes. Uh, can you tell me what it was on? I was talking about mental health and how it affects learning in our students. And I was looking at stress, anxiety and depression and really practical ways that we can manage some of these mental health issues. And you talk about memory and mental wellness. How are they linked? How do they work for each other? Such a great question. We do know that when we are anxious, so when we're stressed, it actually reduces our working memory capacity. So while you might be an average learner or have average working memory, that anxiety overloads our working memory and this can result in test anxiety, performance anxiety, where you feel, why am I choking? Why am I freezing up? I know this information. And it's because that memory uh, is overloaded in those moments of stress and anxiety. I feel like we could all relate to that and, and use that. Uh, but how do you think that that also relates to children and young people with SEND? I think the first thing I talk about three A's when we look at anxiety. The first A is that awareness. To be aware, how are your signs of anxiety showing up? If we're not aware, it's hard to then make a you know make any accommodations or changes. So does your anxiety show up with stomach? You, you feel like your stomach has got those butterfly feelings. Does it show up in tension in your shoulders or your head? So that awareness is really important and that leads to the second step is that acceptance, the second A. And having that acceptance, acknowledging I do feel anxious, I do feel stressed, and that leads us to a third A, act. Oftentimes with anxiety, we feel we're out of control and that compounds the way we use our memory. We feel like things are happening to me. I don't have a say, why do bad things happening? But what step three, that third A does, is put you back in the driver's seat, is put you back having that locus of control. I say, with the younger students, you're an agent, you know? You get to decide how you respond in these moments of anxiety. And you can anticipate, and then instead of reacting and feeling like you're on the defensive, be proactive. If I know I'm gonna be a little nervous tomorrow, here are three things I can do to kind of calm myself down. Lovely. Uh, so is this your first time at the Test Centre? No, I was here four years ago pre-COVID, but I love coming back and it's my first time back since COVID. So I'm so excited to be here. What has been the highlight so far of the show for you? Um, I would say the, the delegates are just amazing. So having had my first presentation, everyone is so interactive. They're just jumping in, sharing their own experiences in the classroom with their students. And it's great. It really is a sense of community that I'm hearing where people are very invested in supporting students learning together and it's it's great to be part of that yeah. it's definitely a feeling here of people having their own experiences and being able to bring that into what they do and, and maybe why they've become like a senko or yeah. a central practitioner absolutely I, you're exactly right Izzy that a lot of times the people here have personal experiences with learning needs but not only that it can be a very isolating profession where you feel you're the front line you're helping all of these people and sometimes it's good to have an event like this where you're supported 
these, these ex exhibitions, the people here, the professionals, we're all supporting each other. And it's great to feel that you're not kind of a lone wolf out there on your own, but there's a whole community of us working together. And you're doing a few presentations for us at the Send Network. Can you tell me about what they're going to be about? Yeah, so tomorrow I'm doing the keynote where I look at the memory superpowers of children with anxiety, ADHD, autism and dyslexia. And I wanted to flip the script a little bit. I wanted, instead of us focusing on a weakness-based model, I wanted to talk about what are the memory superpowers? How can we embrace that? We acknowledge our struggles, but we also wanted to celebrate their areas of strength. And really I wanted to give a voice for children with these learning needs where they can read the story and they can say, that's me, I'm that kid in this story here. So I'm very excited about the keynote tomorrow. Well, thank you very much, Tracy. It's been lovely talking to you. I'm with Emma from Your Space Therapies. Uh, how are you finding the test show today? We're finding it really exciting, really vibrant. It's been amazing to see all of the other stalls and everything people are doing for children with SEND. Uh, we're really excited to be talking about our mental health services and all of the training and CPD that we can offer to schools. So yeah, we're really enjoying the day. Um, so yeah, can you tell us a little bit about what you do and how it benefits um, children with SEND? So we are um, a play therapy, child psychotherapy and counselling service. We offer um, a bespoke service including um, skateboarding therapy, creative arts therapies, equine therapies to really make therapy and good mental health accessible to children with SEND. We also do lots of training and CPD for staff which is trauma informed and also really takes into account neurodiversity and really embraces the different ways that children communicate their feelings and the specific mental health struggles they might have so that's what we're here for. And why do you think it's important to have events like this um, so that SEM practitioners can meet charities and, and people like yourself um, to hopefully benefit their practice? Because I think when we celebrate the lives of children we send, we're really laying a foundation in our communities to be inclusive, open and just celebrate who people are and allow them to be whoever they want to be in the world. And you know, in mainstream education there is a real drive for inclusivity but there is so much work to be done. So it's amazing to see that you know, people with neurodiversities are being celebrated in this way and there are so many creative resources that aren't only going to help their education but also their mental health which of course we are really really passionate about. I'm with Hannah from Limu and how are you finding the TES show today? Um, it's my first time at the show so I'm a little bit nervous uh, um, but the hats help me with my confidence. <laughs> um, loads of wonderful people out and about and I'm just here shouting out about giving children a voice. I do love the funky hat. We saw it from all the way from the other side of the room. Uh, so tell us a bit about what you do and why it benefits children with SEND. Okay, so I'm a school teacher um, for many years. I'm very old. And um, Lemu started uh, abbreviation for both my children because of Lily behind you. Um, as a child, she struggled with sensory processing issues. And I never understood as a parent why she wouldn't wear her socks and it would drive me insane it would cause rows in our family and it would cause major meltdowns for all of us um, so I wanted to give her a voice and all the other children out there a voice about what it feels like so the story is about why she won't wear socks and what it feels like for them so empowers children to say hey this is what's happening to me so that's really in a nutshell what Lemu is it's about getting a voice out there for our children to be able to express themselves 
why do you think it's important for shows like this to bring people together that work, you know, as SEN practitioners and people like yourself, teachers? Um, why do you think that is important? And um, for me, it's just people. So I'm actually just a teacher but I've decided that it was really important for this voice to be out there. And then you've got bigger companies, smaller companies, and we're just here for children and adults with SEND. So it's a collective get-together and a bigger voice, <laughs> not just my voice for, for Lemu, a bigger voice for everybody just to offer support and communication about how we can help everybody with SEND. I'm here with Tanisha Pascoe-Matthews, who just was on the keynote talk. Um, is this your first time at the Test SEND show? Yes, it is. It's been, um, it's, it's been a, a, a really good experience because I've never spoken in front of so many people in one go. I was slightly nervous, but then I <laughs> did compose myself after a while. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and tell us a bit about who you are and what you do. So uh, I am an assistant head teacher um, in charge of inclusion. So I oversee pupil premium as well as SCND. I am also a mother of two autistic boys and I've written in the past a children's book um, and it's about my um, older son who had an obsession with trains. So obviously you're, you're both a SEND practitioner and you have two children with SEND. Um, how do you deal with having a career and having two children with SEND? It's, it's a question that I've been asked quite a few times, where do you find the time? Yeah. And I've said to people that having full-time employment, it's almost my me time. It's what I've kept for myself because being a parent of two autistic boys, I've had to change a lot of things that I wanted to do because um, I make my boys my priority. But school and my work keeps me sane and it's almost protected time um, for me. So I get to retain who Tanisha is. So but when I'm at home, it's full on, full time. And I try to say no when I need to say no. So I don't take on more than I can manage. And I've been able to, to balance both um, that way. I'm here today with Lisa, Lisa. from Side of Technologies. And can you tell us a bit about what's going on behind us and what you do? Yeah, so this is our um, Ludus screen, um, and it's a um, it's a screen which provides send children and children with disabilities. Um, just it gives them accessibility to games. So we live in a world where everything is really. Um, you know, it's all gamified, and and they still want to be a part of that. But this actually allows them the um, allows them to be able to actually tap into the, into that world. It allows the children to still be that little bit more active. So as you can see, with my colleagues behind playing the game, they it's not only just about that. It's they they picking up the ball and then one you know it's and it's a really really interactive experience. I'm with Andy from Helen Arkell Dyslexia Charity. Um, how are you finding the test show today? Yeah it's brilliant we're, we're meeting all sorts of people obviously today lots of teachers and teaching assistants in schools um, but not just that also other contacts that it, it looks like we could certainly work with or help um, collaborate with so yeah we're finding it really busy it's, it's good we've not been here before we provide assessments and um, specialist teaching to individuals so children and adults as well and we also do training courses so for parents of dyslexic children for teachers for teaching assistants um, from 
some basic online courses that might be one-offs on different sessions, um, different subjects, to level five and level seven fully qualified to, to conduct diagnostic and dyslexia assessments. So, so yes, yeah, partly training, teaching, dyslexia awareness courses, and then a lot of um, uh, individuals. But we see a lot, so 1,500 individuals will um, get help from us this year. I'm here with the Autism Training Network. Uh, this is Belle and Joe. Can you tell us a bit about what the network is? We offer neurodiversity and autism training to a whole variety of settings, so from parents to education settings. Um, we've had conversations with prison services, corporate companies, the DWP, basically anybody that needs to have neurodiversity or autism training and awareness we can offer courses, we can tailor courses specific for that just to raise awareness. So the main thing we want to do is not just raise awareness about autism or what it is, but also support settings to understand how to support autistic people. So looking at things like sensory needs, communication needs, what reasonable adjustments might need to be made, um, and just having more of an understanding because we know that you know for neurodiverse people and how they see the world, it brings so many strengths and benefits that it's important for people to recognise, and that's what we you know we want to be positive about autism. We want to um, help people to understand how to approach maybe children in education settings or people in the workplace to ensure they're reaching their full potential. Do you think that? Events like this are important, you know, to bring together SEND practitioners and people like yourselves. Yeah, I mean, from from my perspective, coming from a neurodiverse background myself, um, to have people here that are all on the same level as you, you've not got a mask, you've not got to hide, you can be you, and you've got people here that actually understand. But also from a networking perspective, we have had like so many amazing conversations already today, and it's only day one. Um, and it's just so nice to, to network with people. Absolutely, I think it's just nice to, to have people who come along and they want to know about what we do, and we could talk about autism and neurodiversity all day long. So this is, yeah, it doesn't feel like any effort. We just love doing this. So it's really nice to be here, such a privilege. I'm Stephanie, I'm the founder of Advocate, AC Advocate, and the AC Academy, which is our new company that delivers group coaching programs, our academic success program. Hi, I'm Scarlett and I'm the children's coach for the ADHD Advocate. It's our first time exhibiting at any trade show actually and we've just had the opportunity to speak to so many teachers, organisations and what I love about it is we've been, we've been able to kind of educate and you know kind of help hopefully shift some narratives just in this you know small space this you know this time now so I think it's been an incredible opportunity, really enjoyed it. I actually heard when I got to your stand, someone telling you a story, their own personal stories, has that been quite nice for you to hear, like, you know, people talking about ADHD and, and how it affects people? I feel like everyone who has ADHD or knows someone with ADHD has this story and it's similar and different in so many ways and it's always a beautiful story and but what's amazing about it is being able to connect to other people with ADHD always and you instantly feel like you're part of a club and we welcome you with a clap but it's a beautiful part of ADHD and it's so nice to see so many different people finding the answers that maybe 30 years they've never found so it's really lovely. What is it that the ADHD Academy can give to people and contribute to 
children and other people with SEND? Yeah, um, we deliver kind of it all, really. Um, ADHD coaching, kind of one-to-one. -one. What we do, we help students, but not just students, with adults, so in the workplace, entrepreneurs. We help them really understand their ADHD, but not just understand it. That's one thing, to understand it. It's about accepting the needs, accepting you've got these ADHD needs, and being able to give yourself permission to kind of ask to do things in the way that you need them. You know, embracing, you know, those kind of strengths that you've got, because you can't access those strengths, and ADHDs have a multitude of strengths. They can't access them when all the barriers are getting in their way and they feel ashamed, you know, to do something about them. So, you know, we're all about empowering ADHDs to embrace their unique brain wiring and lean into what we call interdependence. So the life goal for ADHD is Dr. Halliwell in the US. It's not my, we didn't come up with it, unfortunately, but he's spot on. Um, interdependence, not independence. And that's why it's so important for us to be here because education, it's always spouting, you know, independent. Everyone needs to be independent. It's going to set up our ADHDs to fail. So we really want to change that story as well, change that narrative and we're leaning into interdependence. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the SEND Network podcast. Please rate, review and subscribe. And for more information, head over to send-network.co.uk.